Are you ready to stop riding the emotional elevator of life? Are you ready to learn how to elevate your emotions that keep you psychologically traumatized or in an addictive behavior? You are in the right place. Here is your host, Sandy Bird, trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach of The Emotional Elevator Show. Well, welcome, everyone. Um, Wow, I just hit with my wand, but I got me a wand because that music just makes me, maybe I need a second one, just makes me want to swing a wand. So thank you. You're joining Sandy Bird here at Inspired Choices Network on Emotional Elevator is the name of my podcast. And what I want to do tonight is I'm going to start my podcast at a little bit different. The music's kind of changing me. Life is changing me. I'm growing um, even more um, in myself. And I know all my topics are very heavy topics. And a lot of these topics relate to a lot of my life. And a lot of topics come up because it's brought to my attention by one of my children or even a client says, yeah, someone said this. So that's this topic. But tonight, what I want to do is just kind of land where you are. Be comfortable where you are. All the topics I bring up are to help you have the conversation with yourself and ask yourself, what is it that I want to work on? What is it I want to let go? And what is it I want to improve in my life? Not prove, improve in your life. So I started doing this with clients and I started doing this in my laughter yoga. And now I've done it in a company format where what I want you to start to do tonight is just Put your hand on your chest. Give yourself gratitude for being present, whether you're listening to me, watching me, or listening to me weeks from now, a year from now. Just give yourself gratitude because this topic is something that drew you to me. So I want you to take a moment, put your hand on your chest, just take a deep breath in and kind of hold it and then just sigh it out. <sighs> so you can be present. But I also want you... Because as I've stated, if you listen to my love language, I want you to give yourself a hug because we expect everybody else to comfort us and hug us. And this is something that I learned to do a lot recently. And I always tell my clients when we're on Zooms or on calls, give yourself a hug, pat yourself on the back, remind yourself you're doing a great job. So that's what I want to start out with tonight is give yourself that good hug because you are the one showing up for yourself. You are the one willing to make the changes in yourself. So oh, enjoy that hug. Embrace yourself. Be grateful that you have an opportunity to grow your knowledge and grow yourself and work on relationships that are valuable to you, whether they are friends, family, parents, some people, grandparents, children, you have the ability to work on yourself and help them to get to know the new you. So that's what tonight is about. This was a topic that came up with one of my children recently, the cold mother syndrome. Um, before I said cold shoulder syndrome, but cold mother syndrome. And I realized and this is a big, I want to tell mothers, I want to tell 
fathers, I want to tell grandparents, I want to tell kids. If you can have and be willing to have open conversations, it will change your life and your relationships with your children, with your parents. I am, unfortunately do not have my parents alive. One of my parents I was able to have a conversation with right before he died. Of course, that was my father. And a lot of things came to light and I was able to work on that and get past that because as I probably stated in a previous podcast, my father was not really in my life growing up. Um, I do have abandonment issues, but that is not because my father abandoned us. It's because my mother left my father, but that still gives you abandonment issues. But having those good, that good conversation before my father died was wonderful. Um, some of the conversation was not what he wanted to hear. Some of the conversation was not what I wanted to hear. But having that conversation was great. There are some conversations that I was able to have with my mother. And that was also rewarding because I got a lot of it off my chest before she passed away. But there was still a lot buried deep down. But as I work on this and allow my kids the freedom to come to me and say, hey, mom, I know you don't understand this right now, but look this up. So this was a conversation around my daughter, cold mother syndrome. She said, look this up. You decide if you had cold mother syndrome, but her and her brother have gotten very close. And I think they both decided. So I don't right away, two years ago, three, let's go back to three years ago. Yeah, three years ago, heading towards two years, I would have taken offense to that. I would have literally gone on an attack with my children and said, what do you mean? I did what I did for you. And it would have been like that, which means I was dismissing them and I was reflecting on them. What I felt as a child too. Sorry, I'm not, I always eat right before I come on here. So the burpees come up. It's not anything but that, but going through that and allowing my kids those moments to kind of guide me, because what are we doing? We are not trying to push their own traumas on me. What they're trying to do is for me to understand why they felt trauma by me. And that is such a rewarding experience because what are we doing at this point? And this is going to be a whole nother show when I'm probably going to have my children on here at one point, my daughter probably first, then my son, then hopefully my middle son. He is not the outgoing one that is willing to talk about these deep conversations, but my older one, my younger one do. But what it has done is it has mended us to grow a relationship that we never had or that they never felt they had and I knew was strained in a way. But it also broke generational curses because by realizing that these are and I keep hitting this mic, I'm going to move it a little bit. Um, by having these conversations, we are diving in to what it is, what cycles we want to break before they have kids, even if they don't have kids. Because this, these are cycles that keep going. And I'm glad we're able to have these conversations because what I've run into a lot 
working with clients, being around friends, asking for advice, being places and someone asked me for advice, being on a panel and talking about raising multicultural children, which is my topic next week. Being on all these panels now and speaking in all these platforms that I am, a lot of what comes up and what I like to tell people is I didn't know what I didn't know. And now that I know, I can work and improve on it. But being in these circles of friends, not necessarily on these platforms, being in these circles of friends, sometimes even family, and a lot of clients, they always want to point the finger at everybody else. But what I had to learn was the finger had to come at me first. Because when we sit there and say, you can't handle my daughter, she's such a narcissist. How did she become a narcissist? Our children just don't wake up one day and become narcissists. Our children don't wake up one day, and I'm going to say this, don't become criminals. They are formed into that. Sometimes, yes, I've heard there's proven studies out there that it can be part of their DNA. But it's whether or not they want to accept that part or work on it. Because if it is part of their DNA, you need to watch SVU because she talks about how she was born out of rape and she became a captain and she fights these battles that she felt her mom could never fight. So that's what I'm saying. Like, take on what you want to say about people around you and maybe kind of look in the mirror and ask yourself, could this be true? So, like I said, I want to land in this place. I'm very grateful to be on Inspired Choices Network and have these deep conversations. But I always want to let you know that with my wand in hand, there is always a rainbow on the other side. But you have to go through the storm. You have got to sit. And I'm going to say you've got to sit in your shit to get to the rainbow. Yeah, I got to take that price take off. Um, but it's that. And that's what I've done. And I recently had challenge and it was a major challenge for me. And it took me back a little bit, but you know what? I took two steps back, but guess what? I propelled, propelled two steps forward. And when my daughter came to me about this topic tonight, cold mother syndrome, did I really jump in and embrace it? Oh, what did I ask? And this is as a mother, grandmother, whatever, whoever you are, a caregiver, ask. When someone comes to you and goes, I think you should research this, mom, because I really think you had cold mother syndrome. Don't say, okay, I will. Ask, why do you think I have that? Listen, because this is a skill I'm learning. Listen before you react. Don't react because then you're deflecting what they're saying and you're honestly proving them to be right. Yes, I said it. You're proving them to be right. And then if you're one that does not like to apologize, that could be a very big problem in that relationship. So as I said, my daughter says, mom, I think you have cold mother syndrome when we're growing up. Why? Well, and I'm going to read them off to you. 
um, as a mom, was emotionally neglected as a child. One, she struggled with her mental health. I did not necessarily struggle with my mental health, but it's how do you define that? I struggled with the trauma that I dealt with my whole life. Two, she is emotionally immature. Three, because I could not express emotions. My emotions were all over the place. Three, she is burnt out. Four, she is grieving. Five. So when my daughter started bringing this in, there's even more details about it. I was like, okay. But now listen, when she started telling me that, if I would have said, but I was always there for you, that's deflecting. That's not listening. That's deflecting. Because as mothers, that's what we always want to say. But I was there for you. I gave you whatever you want. The problem is, if you are a cold mother syndrome or cold shoulder of mother syndrome, what you're not giving them is the emotional freedom that they, they need. They need to develop their emotions. They need to be okay with being emotional instead of having to save you when they're emotional. Because another thing that I learned that was very strong with me and very heavy on me was whenever, and if you saw my podcast picture, that is my daughter at a young kid. And that would be what I would say. Why are you always crying all the time? Because that's what my mom said to me. And that is a way to basically ignore my emotions. And I ignored her emotions. Not, what are you crying about? Or the famous one, I'll give you something to cry about. What is bothering you? What are you crying about? We are disassociating their their emotions. We are basically telling them that their emotions are validated. And that's what a cold mother syndrome is. And that is why this topic is so passionate to me and why I read all up on it and got back with my kids and said, you know, you're you're right. Um, I didn't make excuses. What I did ask at that point, what can I do for us to change this? I keep hitting my mic. What, what can I do for us to change this for our future generations? How can I help to create a, a safe environment for your emotions for you to not do the same thing to your child? Because it doesn't have to be a mother. It can be a father as well. And we're probably going to go on a break, so I'll save some of this till after the break. But that's what I want to dive into is there was a lot of reasons why I was a cold, a cold mother. I had cold mother syndrome. And instead of embracing the excuses why I had them, I embrace the reasons why I had it and how can I work on the relationship with my children so I can stop that? Even though, as you know, and if you don't, this is your first one you're watching or listening. My children are 25, 27, and 29. My daughter in two months will be 26. Oh my gosh, she'll be 26 in two months. Um, and Knowing this now is just improving the quality of life for our next generations. Because I cannot tell you how many generations this has been passed down. 
because all I can tell you is my mom and how she treated me. But do I really know if that's the way my mom was treated? No. I now can look back and see some signs, but my grandma didn't treat me the same as she treated my mother. So we are going to go on our first break. And we tonight on Inspired Choices Network, and if you are joining me on Inspired Choices, or if you are joining me on any other platform, come on Inspired Choices Network. I would love for you to kind of jump into the conversation. And, you know, if you don't agree with something, I would love feedback that you don't agree with me. You can email me at sandy at emotionalelevator.com. You can reach out to me at sandyberg.com. Or you can even email me my personal email is Sandy Berg, B-Y-R-D, and Sandy with two E's, coach at gmail.com. Because I would really like for somebody to say, you know what, you, you made a point. And just remember, you don't know what you don't know. But, of course, I am Sandy Berg. This is the Emotional Elevator. And we are going to go on our first break tonight. And I get to play with my wand. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. The first part of the show, I wanted people to kind of land where they are in, again, Give yourself a big hug. If during the commercial, give yourself that hug because you want to learn new ways to elevate your emotions. You want to learn new ways to work on relationships with your family, your friends, your parents, your children. And like I mentioned, a lot of the topics I talk about have been pointed out to me as part of my 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 personality, who I was, who I was. It's not necessarily who I am today. And like I talk about a lot is, yeah, sometimes you got to sit in your shit to get to the rainbow. 
And that's okay. That is okay because there is going to be a rainbow. And like I brought up, this topic about cold mother syndrome came to me because my daughter, who one day will be on here, um, we're starting a whole new thing right now, but we, she said, do you, I, this came across to me, someone sent it to me or something um, about, she's a child of, but she does a lot of research too. And which let me say, she does a lot of research so she can break the cycles that could continue from generation to generation. So she is with, she is my generational cycle breaker. Very proud of her. But being able to embrace the fact that she can come to me and say, hey, mom, I think this is what you suffered from. And like I said in the first step, and I'm going to continue to say this, when your child comes to you and says something like, mom, you're a narcissist, don't go on the attack or react. Ask, why do you think this? Why do you believe this about me? And if you stay calm and collected, I can tell you three years ago, that was not me. My daughter would have come to me and said, you have cold mother syndrome. Well, you have cold daughter syndrome. It would have been a reaction with us maybe a little bit longer than three years ago. It would be longer than three years ago, but it still would have like stunned me. I would have felt like I got stung by that bee or that hornet. It would have stung. But now what I do is I ask, her name's Cassie. She'll end up being on here. But I would ask, Cassie, why do you feel I have cold mother syndrome? Well, mom, not saying you were never there for us. So she already came to me like already having the pros and the cons, which is one of the things I love about my children because they do give the pros and cons. But her saying you were always there, but you weren't necessarily there for our emotional side of us. Then she brought up the fact that because I was the main breadwinner, and this will be all my next conversations probably for a little bit on raising multicultural children, that I was able to make the money. I was the primary breadwinner. And because I did not grow up in a household with a mother and a father, and as I've mentioned before, my ex-husband, um, their father did not grow up in the home. So we did not know, I did not know what the role of a mother was. So considering my mother already, I was already a prodigy of cold mother syndrome from my own mother. I did not know what I did not know. So I wasn't given a manual, but now I know how to resolve that. And I know how to change that. And I know when my kids come to me with strong emotions, I know that I can be there for them. I know I can say, why are you feeling this? What is, why, you know, I'm here. I'll give you that hug, you know? And if I can't give them a hug, I tell them, give yourself the hug because you are doing damn good in this situation. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to throw a temp temper tantrum. It's okay to be angry. Allowing them the space to feel the emotions that I never did as a child what as I did as a child, I never got to feel my emotions as a child. I was, as the picture showed, you cried too much. That was me. And I remember I saying that to my children. Um, but it was because they did not know how to get my attention. 
they did not know how to feel their emotions. So that's what this is. It is all cold mother syndrome is basically not saying I was not there. So this could be a sign of projection, but, but I want other mothers possibly to relate to this who were the breadwinners or single parent homes, because you can correct, you can elevate yourself to create the conversation with your children to break the cycle of cold mother syndrome. Because here's the thing, if you don't teach them, they can't teach them. If you don't teach them, they can't teach them. Which means if you don't teach your children how to effectively go through their emotions, they're not going to be able to do the same for their children. So you are starting or passing down generational curses. So break the cycle. But as I was saying, I was the parent. I went to all the football games. I was on um, concession stands for the football team. Um, and I still worked, sometimes two jobs, but... That was my way to be there at their games was to say, oh yeah, on Saturday this, I got to run the concession stands. So I was there. So I was there for every game. My middle son, I was there for every surgery, every tooth pulled, everything. I wasn't necessarily there with my oldest son's two concussions. I wasn't there when my daughter broke her foot. But I was there Every moment, physically, physically, I was there. That is not the same as emotionally being the parent, an emotional parent. <laughs> and because I did work two jobs, I sat on a concession stand. I learned how to be a referee for wrestling for my son. I learned, um, I was a basketball coach. For my daughter so I could be there for her basketball. Like I did all those things. So. I was a perfect mom. No I was not. No I was not. And there are so many. Mothers fathers. I'm going to say this mothers and fathers. That feel like they are. Doing all that they're doing. Oh and my kids. My, my middle son always got vans. When he wanted the new vans because he could not get the Nikes, but they all got some of the things they wanted in life, but they didn't get what they needed in life. They needed a mom who would comfort them when they were crying, a mom who their best friend died in sixth grade. And I did not know how to emotionally support my son. And that to this day is devastating to know that I kind of just look, we got to do this. You got to do this. Put that tie on, put that belt on. And I was screaming at him because I did not know how to handle his emotions as a mother. And that's another thing. When you're a cold, when you suffer from cold mother syndrome, you deflect their emotions by putting yours on there. So I was tired, of course, being as active as I was. So when my kids came to me with their emotional problems, or emotions of anger, sadness, fear, all of that. What did I do? I don't have time for this. 
That's exactly what I did. And how many of you out there, sorry, I just bring my mic so I screamed at you. I'm very sorry because I'm a very loud person and I hear my mic is very loud. But how many of you out there did that? Doesn't make us horrible parents because just recently my son was on the stage and he right away came down and gave me a hug that I would have never gotten, I mean, I would have gotten before, but the hug was so impactful to me because he was so proud. And he said, it's because of your determination, mom, that I had this determination. So there are positives, but was I able, I was able to finally feel an emotion of pride. And I was able to feel his emotion of being proud of his own self. I was able to get there before he went on and feel his anxiety and give him a hug and say, it's going to be okay. But I never did that for him as a child. So that's what emotional elevator is about. It's about elevating yourself. Yes, having these hard ass sit in your shit conversations, but learning that we can all improve ourselves, enlighten ourselves, elevate our emotions to be these superheroes that we were meant to be because we are not given books on raising our children and not being in a home with a mother who is nurturing and everything, who is dealing with her own stuff and her own pinned up trauma and her own grieving and her own burnt out and her own emotional immaturity. And my mother did have a lot of mental health or she had a mental health illness. Not sure if it was trauma, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe she was emotionally neglected as a child. I don't know that because we never had these conversations and that's why having these conversations with your children and allowing them the freedom to speak to you with knowledge and you listening and not responding, but respecting and responding. And that's what this topic is about, is just not being there to handle all the emotions of your children. And not necessarily letting them feel anger when they wanted to have a tantrum tantrum on the ground. Well, you can't have that candy. Well, why? Maybe because their older brother was stealing the candy every single time they got it. Did you think about that? Why the only child? Well, maybe it was because your only child at school never got the candy. It's asking the questions to build them up to be emotionally available, for you to be emotionally available, for them to have those conversations. Because what happens when they get older, they don't know how to have these emotional conversations with other humans. They end up in these marriages, in these, I love this term, toxic relationships. This has been a big conversation with a lot of people my children are in toxic relationships. My children have been in challenging relationships. My children have been in relationships that I thought were the best. And now I'm finding out it wasn't as great as, you know, the grass is no as greener on the other side. So 
being able to allow your children to have those conversations with you, to express their concerns, to express the emotions that you don't give them the opportunity to express. So that is what cold mother syndrome is. And guess what? It is time for our next break. And during the break, I want you to give yourself gratitude for being here, listening to this, embracing these topics that are heavy that I come on here, but knowing that you can change the outcome for yourself, for your family, for your friends, and that you are getting knowledge that you can work on on yourself if you are a child of a cold mother syndrome, if you are the child of a mother that has cold mother syndrome and how you can correct it for yourself. So we're going to our next break and thank you for joining me tonight on Emotional Elder. Of course, I am Sandy Bird, the host, and you're joining me on Inspired Choices Network. So let's go to our next break. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We only have a short time. And I'm going to kind of give you some scenarios in this part of the show. But as I said, the first part... I was telling everybody, hug yourself. Um, but that's, these topics are for you to learn and grow from. And also to allow your children, if you are a parent, I'm a mother, allow your children to, to tell you how they feel. And embrace it. Don't reject it. Embrace it. But don't just, okay. Why do you feel this way? Don't interrupt. Listen. Learn. Respect. 
and just embrace. Because most of the time, our children are not necessarily lying. Now, there is moments where some people can manipulate it, but it's because that's what you allow. That's what you allow. And having these conversations, like I said, the cold mother syndrome came about with a conversation with my daughter and I was able to say I had the five. I'm not going to keep going over it. You can go back and listen if you're joining me now, but I want you to hear some scenarios and a lot of emotional elevator, sorry, a lot of emotional elevator is how you can elevate yourself and how you can grow from it, how you can expand your knowledge and how you can embrace gratitude for being able to change and learn and grow to help friends to learn and grow and expand, to help family learn and grow and expand, to be able to embrace your children in the way they want to be embraced by you as a mother. Or if you come from a mother that never hugged, what would happen if you ran up and just gave them a hug, a big bear hug? Now, if they're fragile, don't do that, but give them a hug and just said, I love you. How might that change the trajectory? Same thing with your kids. So some of the scenarios I want to go over because it's cold mother syndrome basically is not being emotionally there for our children. So one of the big things is, and it's something that I know I've done in the past, is to be proud of my child and who took all the glory. I'm pointing at me. I did. So it's that, wow, that was my son. He just scored that touchdown. Did you see my son score that touchdown? And then he comes off the field. Mom, did you see me score that touchdown? Yeah, I did. That's my son. And you're walking around bragging to everybody about you and not giving your, your son like, how did that make you feel? Instead, what have you done? You've taken the glory on yourself. How many people have seen that? I've done it. And you're not acknowledging them and praising them. Like the parents who pick up their kids, oh, that was a great job, da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, or you have the dad that goes, well, yeah, you could have done it sooner if you wouldn't have like, da, 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 da. Instead of asking, well, how did that make you feel? How are you feeling right now? Aren't you feeling good? And building up their confidence from that. What we've done is we're taking our confidence and leaving their confidence behind. We're not valuing building their value, their worth and confidence in that scenario. It's when your kid comes to you for the first time and they heard bad news, news on the TV. That might not be what you believe, might not be what you believe. And you dismiss what they're feeling. That's cold mother syndrome. It can be a father, it can be a mother, but most of the time the emotions come from us as mothers. And if we are the sole provider of single parent, more than likely we do experience cold mother syndrome. And sometimes it's hard because we don't know ourselves what we're supposed to fear or think. So think about this there, and I'm not going to get into any political, political or anything like that, but 
let's say your child goes to school and says, do you know that this is going on? Da, 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 da. And that might not be what you believe in. And they come home and ask you the question and you dismiss it. That is cold mother syndrome. Because you're basically saying that you shouldn't feel that way. So now they're not going to feel that way if it's something right in front of them. So think about that, especially when the world is going through some shit. I want to say it. Even in our own countries with when you ride by a homeless person, mommy, why is that dude sitting there with a sign? Well, son, he's homeless. Well, what does that mean? Well, he doesn't have a home to live in or a mom to love him or a dad to love him or doesn't have food. Wow, that's sad. No, that's on them. No, what you say is, why does that make you sad? And let them have a conversation with you and justify their feelings because those are their feelings. You not might not feel that way, but those are their feelings to justify for them. You give them the freedom to feel as they want because then when they get into these relationships, these unhealthy relationships, please... People do not say toxic around me. I do really don't like that conversation. But when they're in these unhealthy relationships, why are they in these unhealthy relationships? Maybe because they're getting what they didn't get from you as the parents, but they're getting it from them. That person is nurturing those that anger. That person's nurturing those feelings of doubt. That person's nurturing their lack of self-confidence. That's why they're in that. And think about that. If you would have just embraced their emotions as hard as it can be. As a mom that sometimes worked two jobs, was at the football games and stuff. At the end of the day, I the days I'd never had all, I should have still put me aside and said, so how are you feeling about that football game that y'all lost? How are you feeling about fumbling that football? How are you feeling about shooting a basket at the wrong basket? How are you feeling about falling in the pyramid with cheerleading? How are you feeling about getting pinned by the other wrestler when you've been number one? How are you feeling? When they come home and say, mom, a kid in my school said that um, the high school down the road, they had a bomb threat. And this is an elementary school kid. This is someone that you're molding the trajectory of their life. And you say, you don't need to worry about that. That happened at the high school. So what happens when it happens at their school? Prepare yourself for that conversation. Instead, ask them, so what did they say? Okay, well, how are you feeling about it? That is the biggest thing we tend to neglect in this environment. As we, as parents, are working to provide not the necessities for our kids, 
We are providing abundantly for our kids. We are spoiling our children instead of giving them the biggest values in life. Confidence, emotional stability. Think about that. How much greater would your children, your family be if they were emotionally stable? If at dinner time you weren't on your phone laughing, well, what's so funny? Oh, you got to watch this video. Like my husband, he's the monkey, the monkey from China that plays with the little boy and then they have a dog or something. He laughs and he's, I'm like, why is that so funny? He says, because it's a monkey. And you can see it brings joy to him. So why am I going to take that away from him? If my child looks at something and it startles them and you ignore it, how do you know that wasn't another kid putting them out there and saying crap about them? And they're afraid to tell you because you're not going to give them the emotional support that they need in that situation. Because that's what's going on. We're abundantly giving our kids everything they want. These big houses, these brand new Nikes, but we're not giving them the emotional support. And then they end up going out in this world and not knowing how to handle their emotions and not, sorry, the burpees again, not handling their emotions properly in situations because they never learned how to handle their emotions, period. So it is time for our last break. And we're going to go to break. You're listening to Sandy Bird, of course, on Emotional Elevator, on the Inspired Choices Network. And like I said, if you want, reach out to me at sandy at emotionalelevator.com. My personal coaching email, sandy with two E's, Berg, B-Y-R-D, coach at gmail.com. If you have any questions about this, if you want the help to move on from this, especially if your kids are adults, but your next generations. But right now we are going to go to break and it's going to be our last break. So keep on listening because still a little bit to talk about. So thank you for joining me. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Well, welcome back. So we only have a couple of minutes here. 
Um, and what I want to do is say, you can always change anything, change anything. First and foremost, if your child comes to you saying, mom, I struggle with this. Ask questions. Don't project your own emotions. Don't project your own feelings, your own thoughts. Just ask the questions. Why do you feel that way? Or Because addiction is becoming big. Mental illness is huge. And a lot of this can be helped by being emotionally supportive of our children, of our family, of our friends, but also realizing that sometimes we need to also check our own emotions at the door. And this has been the Emotional Elevator. Next week, I'm going to start probably a little bit of a series on raising interracial children, um, multicultural children, as I call them. And um, a lot of the conversation I have here in town is all in Richmond, Virginia, is all about difficult conversations around racism. And that is a big topic. I'm not going to get into a lot about the racism part, but I am going to get into raising multicultural children and being in an original marriage and how that has affected um, my children in even more ways. So as you listen to my episodes, you have learned that I suffered from cold mother syndrome. I had a codependent relationship. I, I was an emotional eater. I have OCD because of my trauma. I have a lot of trauma. I continued to have a lot of trauma. And now it's time for me to have these difficult conversations and have these conversations, but to also tell you that there are rainbows on the other side. When you can step back, breathe, put your hand on your chest and say, thank you, God, universe, source, whoever, your majesty, whoever you want to pray to, because this is a safe space. And just say, thank you for all the lessons you've given me, all the lessons I've learned and all the lessons that are going to come to me because they are going to keep coming. And it just keeps building the foundation for me and elevating me. Because like I said, I want everybody at the, the penthouse floor. Because I was in the garage for many years and I did kind of get up to the first floor, ground floor, and I thought the ground floor was the penthouse. And now I'm in the penthouse and every once in a while I got to go back down to that ground floor. And that is okay. Because when I get to the ground floor, I'm like, okay, this is okay. I'm okay with this, but it's time for me to hit that button. And maybe it means just going to the first floor for a moment and giving myself grace. Because we don't know what floor that penthouse is. Go to the floor, first floor, get out in the lobby or go in the lobby. And I'm, this is kind of nice. I think I want to hang here for a moment. And then get to the penthouse. But you always got to come down sometimes to realize you're at the top. So do things. 
And I challenge you, challenge you. And this is what I've been working on a lot in town. I'm doing workshops, doing talks with my laughter yoga is I challenge people to bring that child along with you. Stop leaving that child behind because that child is the one that went to the trauma. Bring it with you, but bring back those behaviors you loved as that child. The laughing, being in the grocery store and singing and people go, what's up with her? I am living life, so I'm going to sing. I'm going to dance. And when people have seen me at one of the local parks that usually sleigh ride and I've rolled down it at 55 because I'm now 55. So I was 54 at the time. And I rolled down it and it was the best thing. Or that I'm that lady sitting on a swing, just swinging when nobody else is around. And people are like, what is she doing? Because that child is here now. And that child is walking with me. And that child is learning to relive life. And guess what else is great? Is that my children are with me as well. To see my mom is courageous. My mom is willing to change the things that she did not know. Because you don't know what you don't know. So you don't know what to change unless you know that that might need to change. So remember that. That we are all here to elevate ourselves and to grow and learn and expand. So thank you. Last thing, give yourself a big hug, pat on the back, put your hand on your heart and give yourself a big inhale. Hold it and just sigh it out. Ha, because this was heavy, but you got this. And I believe in you. Because I believe in me and we can get through this together and you can elevate your emotions at any time you want. So just keep elevating those emotions and just keep giving yourself a hug every day and be grateful for the lessons that you are going to learn today and the lessons you're going to learn tomorrow and how you keep building up your foundation to the penthouse because we're all going to be in the penthouse looking down and there won't be anyone to look down on because we will have all elevated together because I am Sandy Bird. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Elevator Show. Sandy returns Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, start elevating your emotions and stop riding the emotional elevator that is stopping you from living the life you deserve.